Hi everyone, it is now 5 p.m. on this Wednesday evening in Kingston, and you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM, www.cfrc.ca. Welcome to this week's segment of Today in YGK with me, your host, Alexandra Fernandez. Today in YGK brings you need-to-know news about what's going on right here in our beautiful city of Kingston. From current news, special segments, and interviews with some amazing guests, I'm sure you'll find something of interest that gets you to tune in. If you have any news to share, be sure to contact me via email at news at cfrc.ca. So without further ado, let's get right into it. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, you're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 101.9 FM. It is Wednesday, January 20th. It is just about 5 p.m. just past and I hope that you're having a great Wednesday and that your week has been absolutely swell so far. It's been a cold week um, personally on my end, it's definitely been cold. I've been really feeling it. Um, and unfortunately it's not really going to get much warmer. At least the sun has been out, which is great. Yesterday was really nice as we had that, but today it is pretty cold. It's a high of negative six and a low of negative 10. Um, and it's kind of going to just get colder over the weekend. Saturday, it's going to go down to negative 16 and we're kind of going into those teens of the negatives so to speak um so just remember to start bundling up extra warm um as you kind of approach the weekend tomorrow is going to snow a little bit i believe we have a 60 percent chance of snow um, but warmer weather which is great a high of one and a low of negative three so that is at least some improvement um our COVID-19 cases have actually been going down in Kingston, which is really, really great. Um, As of last night, we only have 14 active cases of COVID-19 in the KFL and A region, which is really great. Two of these cases are unfortunately hospitalized and one is in the ICU. So just keeping these people and their families in mind during this difficult time, but at least that, you know, our case count has really gone down over the past little bit. I hope that this state of emergency, this new lockdown, has been treating you folks well. I know it is kind of easy to go stir crazy, but don't worry because there's lots of exciting things for folks to check out um, to keep yourselves busy and whatnot. Um, You know, last week we had the Climate Change Symposium hosted by Sustainable Kingston and the City of Kingston, which was really cool. Um, For any Queen students listening, keep listening because we have an interview coming up very shortly in the next couple of minutes with the co-presidents of an amazing club here on campus, Queen's Relay for Life. Um, And we're going to talk with them about their event coming up so students can check it out, um, and anyone for that matter too, and just learn more about it and see how you can get involved and whatnot. Um, Coming up this week, there are still lots of virtual events for folks to check out if you're interested. Tomorrow, some exciting news for who are our constant listeners. The Grad Club Trivia is back tomorrow, which is really awesome, at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. So you can check that out online on the Grad Club's website um, and their Facebook page. I'm sure that you can find more information about that. And this Friday, there is also the Bell Let's Talk Mental Health and Diverse Communities webinar that's happening. And this event is free and open to the public for anyone. And you can sign up and I will tell you exactly how to do this. But this is an amazing um, discussion about resiliency and mental well-being that will be moderated by Dr. Jane Philpott, who is the Dean of the Faculty of Health Sciences at Queen's University. 
If you go to queensu.ca slash alumni slash events, you can find this information and how to register. It is happening Friday, January 22nd, so this coming Friday from noon to 1 p.m. Don't worry, I'm not going to talk much about it because after this show, we have Campus B coming up and Dinah Jansen is going to talk with Dr. Jane Philpott about this amazing event happening. Um, but I'm going to segue into our event. So before we have our amazing co-presidents of Queen's Relay for Life, we will be discussing this amazing club whose mission is to support the Canadian Cancer Society through a really, really fun event. In previous years, they have run this event in person, but now we are going to be talking with Izzy, Vanessa, and Natalie about how they have kind of adapted with COVID-19 and how they have totally changed the game for Relay for Life and what they're doing to make it just as fun if not even more fun for everyone online this year given COVID-19. So please let's welcome these amazing co-presidents to CFRC 101.9 FM. Thank you so much for joining me today in our virtual studio here. I hope that you're having a great day so far. Before we get into this interview, would you mind just introducing yourselves for us and telling us a little bit about yourselves? Yeah, for sure. So I'm Vanessa. Uh, this is going to be my seventh year doing Relay, uh, my fourth year at Queen's, and I'm one of the co-presidents this year for Relay. Is the third year, so I've actually only done Relay, Relay for two years, um, and first year was my first year. Um, and I'm one of the other co-presidents for Relay for Life. Hi, and uh, I'm Natalie. I'm the third co-president on the committee. This will be my fourth year at Queen's, but my fifth year doing Relay in general. Um, yeah, I'm majoring in linguistics and minoring in psychology, but yeah, really is something I've always had a big interest in. Awesome. And so, like you said, you're all co-presidents for Relay for Life. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what this club exactly is for anyone who's listening who doesn't really know? And also with your roles, what are you kind of responsible for throughout the year when managing your team and planning the event? Yeah, for sure. So basically, Relay for Life is traditionally a 12-hour overnight event where groups of students come together for like a night of fun, friendship, and fundraising. Obviously, this year, this will be looking a lot different. Um, but basically, for the event, all the money that fund we fundraise goes directly to the Canadian Cancer Society, and that is the largest national charitable funder of cancer research in Canada. Um, it is also like a non-competitive relay. I think a lot of people generally, when they see us, they think it's all about running. Uh, there is absolutely no running involved in Relay for Life. <laughs> There's just basically a track that you walk around. Um, so yeah, it's completely non-competitive. And we just, the big thing is to bring students together for one common cause, and that's to make cancer history. So this year's actually our 15th year of doing Relay for Life at Queen's. And participants can be pretty well everyone. They don't need to be a Queen student. So it is obviously students, family members come, there's faculty members, there's community members. So it doesn't really matter the school. Like this year, we're really hoping to branch out a bit more to alumni just because we are being virtual. We think it would be really nice to have them incorporated into our event. Um, it, Canadian Cancer Society is also the only charity in Canada that fights against all types of cancers while working to prevent other, uh, prevent cancer and support patients living with cancer. Um, for Relay for Life, the night is composed of three ceremonies. So we have the opening ceremonies, we have luminary ceremonies and closing ceremonies. And luminary ceremony is the one that is honoring and remembering those that we have lost to cancer. It's a lot of very like tear wrenching, but it's pretty well, I think, most people's favorite part of Relay. I know personally mm -hmm. it is mine. Um, but it is just like a really great way to see groups of students of like all these different people, they come together and it's like a really beautiful sense of community that the event brings. 
So this year it's going to be from March 19th to 21st and we will be having some scattered events throughout the semester. Uh, last year we were supposed to be the largest post-secondary relay across Canada and we're hoping to hold that title again this year. Um, so we, our goal this year is to raise $100,000 for the Canadian Cancer Society and so far we're almost at $6,500 so that's pretty good um, especially for like this point in the year obviously more of our donations come in in February and March so we're hoping that we can get to that hundred thousand dollar goal. Awesome um, and yeah so I guess just a little bit about kind of what we do as co-presidents so we have a lovely committee of like 22 hard-working individuals from first year to fourth year um, and basically we have weekly meetings so that we run and everyone kind of collaborates on and discusses kind of upcoming events we're having ideas. Obviously this year it was a lot of innovating and kind of coming up with a new structure, how we want to run this, how we want to do literally everything. So right. we've all been working really, really hard and I'm really proud of everyone. Everyone's been doing really awesome. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of what we do. And we are the ones that are directly in touch with the Canadian Cancer Society and kind of get um, ideas from them and kind of pass it on to our committee. And then we kind of plan basically our whole event. Awesome. Um, sorry, Natalie, is there anything you wanted to add or? No, that's good. Okay, perfect. Um, and I guess, um, my next question for you, um, is what made you want to be involved with this club specifically, like coming into Queens, or I guess for those of you who like kind of were involved with it, even I guess in high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I can speak uh, to this. So I started Relay at my high school when I was in grade 12, King oh. City Secondary. Um, and it was something, <clears throat> there was a teacher at my high school that had passed away of cancer and he was, you know, the coach of the baseball team and he was so loved. And then uh, my friend's mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and I kept seeing Relay at other schools and I saw how it brought sense, a sense of community together. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed it at uh, my high school. I loved it. And so many people were like, it was such a great event. and. I'm so happy that you put it together. So when I came to Queens in my first year, I looked to see if Queens had one and I saw how big it was and how it was a tradition that people looked forward to every single year. And that's what made me join, um, yeah, Relay at Queens. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I guess for me is when I was like in grade 10 was the first time that uh, my high school had Relay and the girl who started it was a cancer survivor and everything. So, you know, like, we've all had friends and family who have been affected by cancer. So I thought like, you know what, I want to kind of try this because it looks like fun. And it was basically like I left that night and it was probably like the best experience of like everything I have done in high school so far. And I was like, wow, I really want to get involved in this. So the next year I kind of like joined more into it. And then in grade 12, I was kind of the co-president co at my relay and it was just really great. And then the girl who did start it was actually at that one when I was in grade 12 and she went to Queens and said like, definitely go for the executive committee. So, I mean, I applied in first year and I've just kind of continued relay since I started. Awesome. Um, yeah, for me, um, so my high school didn't actually do a relay until grade 12. Um, and so how I kind of heard about it was two of my best friends, like my childhood best friends, they went to a different school and they brought it to their school. So I like was sitting with them while they were going through like applications and I was like kind of seeing all the back end stuff. And I was right. like, wow, like that seems like a lot of work, but like 
so, so rewarding. Like I, and so kind of when I came to Queens, um, I went in like the, normally we have like the sidewalk sale kind of fair thing yeah, yeah. in Rosh Week, right? So I saw Relay and I like took like a little like sticker thing to like apply on Facebook and stuff. And um, I was just like really excited to kind of get in, get into it in like a, such a bigger scale here at Queens. Like it's mm-hmm. such a, like everyone loves Relay at Queens. It's such a big deal. At least I think. <laughs> um, but I was really excited to kind of kind of um get into it here and I think it it's really impactful and it's such a good way to deal with like such a crappy thing realistically. Mm-hmm. So um I was just really inspired by all the people I worked with and to kind of kept going and I've been doing it ever since I got here and I absolutely love it. So awesome. That's really great to hear. Um and so you see how like passionate yeah. you all are about like this club and yeah, like sure. um advocating for um I guess well, not change, but I guess you get what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> so in past years, when you were able to host this event in person, you know, pre-COVID times, what did that look like? And what was like the atmosphere for those who were participating? Yeah, so traditionally, uh, we would hold a 12-hour overnight event in the ARC. Um, it'd start at 7 p.m. It would go to 7 a.m. Um, the whole night, it was just about like fun and bringing people together and I think the biggest thing is like you want to make a difference and you're fundraising to make a difference, but you're making it fun. And as Izzy had said before, you're turning such a terrible thing that um, one in two Canadians um, will experience in their lifetime and you're turning it into something positive. Um, so you start the night out at 7 p.m. with an opening ceremony as it gets everybody pumped up. We have motivational speakers. So we have sometimes survivors, um, people who are in the research field talking about, you know, the new technology, the new ways they're detecting cancer, cancer prevention, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a survivor reception. So we honor all those who have had, you know, such a successful outcome. And then as the night goes on, there's activity, there's food, there's a lot of fun stuff. And then around midnight, one o'clock is when we do our luminary ceremony. Um, And as we mentioned before, that's when we honor those we have lost to cancer. So people come up, it's an open mic situation and people come up and they talk about their experience and why they relay, why they're here, why they're fundraising money. Um, And it's, it's, it is a sad ceremony, but it's so incredible to see so many people come together and it, mm-hmm. it really shows you why so many people are doing it because cancer affects everyone. Whether you were someone who was diagnosed, whether someone in your immediate family, whether it was your friend, um, almost everyone has a cancer story. So um, yeah, and then the night continues on with more activities and a silent auction and a raffle and from our uh, generous sponsors that donate lots of really great prizes for us. And then we have a closing ceremony around 6.30 where we kind of touch on, you know, over the night, how much money we raised and we stayed up all night and it is a tiring process, but it's just a glimpse into um, the reality of a cancer patient and how um, they go through months or years of the tiredness and the perseverance and things like that. So yeah. that's kind of typically what you would see for Relay. And this year we want to incorporate all those same aspects. We're still going to have an opening, a luminary, and a closing ceremony. Um, we're still going to have all the entertainment, all the great speakers. Um, it'll just be virtual. Great. Um, and on that note, um, like you said that you kind of want to have these same events for a virtual Relay for Life this year, but it is also not like, um, you know, a 12-hour event. You said that's kind of taking place what it sounds like over two, three days. So what can people kind of expect within these two, three days? And like, how can they also register and stuff? 
Yeah. So um, in these two, three days, uh, it's kind of going to be shorter kind of not, I don't want to say Zoom calls because there's going to be kind of a variety of different stuff that um, we will share with everyone, but it'll be like kind of two hour, hour little calls, I'll say, where we focus on the ceremonies and then do kind of like a big entertainment activity, like possibly like a performance, a class, like we've had Zumba in the past amongst other things and maybe like a game. That's kind of what to expect on the three days. Cause we know obviously like a 12 hour zoom call would not be very fun for everybody. Um, but then also this year, so we're trying to push early registration cause we're going to have scattered events all through the semester that if you're registered, you get automatic access to kind of thing. Okay. Um, so our first like kind of event, I would say, but this is open to everyone. You don't have to be registered yet is this week. Actually, it's called Lumi's online. Um, so it's just kind of similar to like, to kind of mimic like a luminary ceremonies, but just on a bit of a bigger scale. So we're going to have like, kind of like luminary bags, um, on our social media and try to light up our social media sort of thing. Okay. Like, nice. How we would like in on the track at actual relay. Um, so that's going to be super, super cool. So keep a lookout for that. Um, and then for, for throughout this semester, we're going to have like classes and different kind of fields, fundraisers, kind of like we always kind of do a guitars and bars. That's really popular and everyone loves. We're still going to be doing that this year, just kind of in a different setting. Um, yeah, lots of things that we're going to release um, throughout this semester. So yeah, definitely early registration would be awesome because then you get access to all these really cool things. Yeah, and in terms of registration, um, anyone who wants to register for our event, you can be from anywhere. You can be in a different time zone. You can be across Canada. Um, it doesn't matter because it'll be virtual, which is really great about this year because we can kind of reach more people than we usually do. Um, but you can go to relayforlife.ca slash queensu, um, and that's our uh, fundraising and registration page. So if you want to make a donation to a team, um, you can do so there, or you can register for the event as well. Awesome. And um, what are you each like most really looking forward to at this event? Um, and what can others also be excited about? Oh, you're on mute. <laughs> I think for me, like one thing I'm really excited about is just being able to do relay, you know, last year, just with how things went with COVID and it getting canceled so fast. Like I know a lot of us were down and I thought like, you know, what's next year going to look like? Cause you know, it's very hard in a pandemic, like everything is unknown. So I'm just really glad that we are going to be able to do something into some aspect. I mean, it is online. It's kind of our first time for everything. It's a little more stressful than it may normally be mm -hmm. um but i think i'm just really excited to be able to do this and make a difference for those cancer patients honor them like honor survivors honor like people who we have lost to cancer and i'm just like very thankful that we will be able to do that again this year yeah um i think for me i'm most excited for i must have said for a lot of stuff but um if i had to kind of pinpoint one i would guess i would say um probably like the ceremonies in the two three days i'm really excited to see kind of i don't know i just am excited to see how it impacts people because obviously as like natalie and vanessa have mentioned like luminous super emotional and i'm it's it's definitely going to be different online but i think it'll still be just as um important and i'm really excited to see kind of how people react to it honestly how people mm -hmm. are feel about it if it kind of evokes the same emotions or maybe a little bit different this year you know everything's kind of different 
So I'm really excited to see kind of, I don't know, just the response in general um, from everybody and see how they like it. Cause I know I'm going to love it cause I've been working <laughs> on it, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I know I'm really excited to just kind of see what everyone thinks in general. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree with Izzy. I'm excited to see the response that people have to a virtual event. Um, Cause you know, before COVID happened, this is virtual events didn't really happen that often. Most people yeah. wanted to be in person. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to see like who our top fundraisers are going to be. I feel like there's always kind of like a mini competition between who can raise like the most money. Um, and especially now with um, COVID, like cancer doesn't go away and it's more important than ever to be fundraising for the Canadian Cancer Society because these cancer patients are um, faced with a lot of uncertainty and isolation um, during this time more than, you know, the general public might be because they have to go to their appointments by themselves. They might be in the hospital by themselves. All treatments um, that can last, you know, for hours are mm -hmm. also by themselves. So I'm just excited to see, you know, during these uncertain times, how much money we can, you know, raise and make a difference for. Yeah, completely. Um, and is there anything else that any of you would like to add before we end off? Um, just our social media accounts, if anyone wants to follow along on what we're doing or see our um, scattered events or just, you know, we're going to be posting a lot of stuff in these next two months. Um, you'll get to meet our committee members, you'll get to see what events are available leading up to uh, Relay for Life in March. So our Instagram is Queens Do Relay. Our Facebook is Queens Relay for Life. And our LinkedIn is also Queens Relay for Life. Um, if anyone has any other questions, um, feel free to send us a message on any of these accounts. Um, yeah. Great. Yeah, I kind of what Natalie said. Um, <laughs> we hope to see everyone there. Um, I think it's going to be really, really awesome. And I think it's something that I think everyone should really be a part of. It's going to be really cool and really different. And I think it's going to be a really positive light in kind of a negative setting that we're in right now. And I think it'll be really amazing for everyone kind of just to get together as much as we can. Um, so yeah, please register. Um, and we hope to see you all there. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much um, for joining me here on Zoom um, to have this conversation. It was really, really great. And I know I learned a lot about this club and stuff. And um, yeah, so thank you again so much for making the time to come on air. Yeah. Thank you so thank much you for, for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much again, Izzy, Vanessa, and Natalie for joining us on CFRC 101.9 FM in our virtual studio to talk with us about Queen's Relay for Life. Like they mentioned, you can go onto their social media accounts at Queen's U Relay, and you can check out all the exciting events that they have coming up for the rest of the semester, as well as information on how to register for the event itself. It is going to be amazing, like they said, and it really has us all pumped up here at Queen's University for such an amazing event that supports a really amazing cause in our community and in the country as well. Registration is open up until the very day before the event happening in March, so you have lots of time to do it and consider, so definitely check it out at Queen's U Relay. Don't forget. Moving on, we're going to discuss some things going on in the city itself. This past Monday, January 18th, Mayor Brian Patterson recognized the 2020 recipients of the Mayor's Arts Award at an online event. The Mayor's Arts Award is an annual recognition program that celebrates high artistic achievement and recognizes extraordinary contributions in and to the arts. He said in a statement, congratulations to the recipients of this year's Mayor's Arts Awards program. This event 
event where we come together to celebrate our community's remarkable artists, organizations, and supporters of the arts is always a highlight of my year. The arts add so much to our quality of life in Kingston and is a key part of what makes our city vibrant, and it's a particularly important time for us to continue the support in Arts Kingston. The city, through the Cultural Services Department, administers the Mayor's Arts Award program and works with the KAC, which is the Kingston Arts Council, to document and promote the work of award recipients that includes commissioning profile videos. The nomination of award recipients is facilitated through the City of Kingston Arts Advisory Committee that each year establishes a council-approved nominations working group for this purpose. There are the Creator Awards, which is a cash price of $2,500 in award and certificate that recognizes living artists, artistic collectives, or arts organizations. Three Creator Awards are given each year to honor artistic merit and or innovation that advances the arts in the city of Kingston and contributes to the development of the art form and expresses the cultural vitality of Kingston. This year, the 2020 recipients are Kay Kenny, who is a professional contemporary dancer and choreographer here in Kingston, Chaka Chikodzi, who is a Zimbabwe-born Canadian sculptor who has been living and working in Kingston for the past decade, and the Kingston Symphony Orchestra, um, who is under the leadership of music director Evan Mitchell and general manager Andrea Houghton, um, who has excelled in making orchestral music meaningful to modern audiences. Then there's also the Arts Champion Award, which is recognizing a living individual organization or corporation who makes an extraordinary leading contribution to the arts in Kingston as a volunteer, advocate, supporter, sponsor, and or philanthropist. The 2020 recipient is CFRC's Bruce Kaufman, actually, who is a poet, editor, radio host, open mic, and other events organizer, and a general nurturer of poetic talent. He has four published collections and four chapbooks and edited eight literary anthologies. Kaufman's monthly open mic reading series begun in 2009 and maintains a large and devoted following. And he also has his weekly show here on CFRC 101.9 FM that's called Finding a Voice, which has been airing since 2010, so for the last 10-11 years. Bruce is also profiled in a feature-length documentary of Kingston's poetry community entitled Who is Bruce Kaufman? And then we have the Limestone Arts Legacy Award, which is recognizing individuals of the past who sustained and substantial contributions and who have built the artistic vitality of the city. And this year or rather the 2020 recipient is Daniel David Moses, who is a highly respected dramaturge, editor, SAS teacher, and writer in residence with institutions across the country. So congratulations to all of these amazing people for winning the Mayor's Arts Awards, um, the different ones that were given out on Monday. Congratulations again, and thank you so much for contributing to the artistic culture of Kingston. The city is seeking input on new sidewalk rest areas in efforts to make it easier to get around Kingston through active modes of transportation. So the city is inviting residents to suggest locations for potential rest areas along three new sidewalks that are planned for 2021. These sidewalks include Collins Bay Road between Elmer and Edwin, Gardeners Road between Cataraqui Woods and Norris Court, and Gardeners Road between Princess and O'Connor. If you would like to provide input on the rest areas, you are encouraged to visit Get Involved Kingston website which is just cityofkingston.ca slash get involved. 
Matt Wood, who is the project manager of transportation services, says that we want to ensure residents that use this route have the opportunity to weigh in on the best locations for rest areas. Feedback received during this engagement will be considered in finalizing the sidewalk design. These new sidewalks were identified as part of the city's five-year active transportation implementation plan as they will fill in gaps in the city's sidewalk network. Improving walkability is one of council's strategic priorities. This projects get involved. Kingston Page will be open for public input until February 9th and construction will begin later this year. On January 15th, the city's planning services department announced that it would be changing its process for posting legislative notices under the Planning Act in response to new, stricter COVID-19 measures from the provincial government. The approach, as permitted by the Planning Act, would temporarily change the process from direct mail-outs to nearby property owners to posted notices in the Kingston Whig standard. The new process was intended to reduce reliance on third-party services, permit staff to continue working remotely where possible, and keep planning services open for business and meeting its commitments under the Planning Act. Staff have since reviewed the current process and have identified adjustments that would still allow statutory notices for development applications to be provided as direct mail-outs to neighboring property owners. As a result, there will be no change to the process for posting legislated planning notices at this point in time. The Department of Planning Services is still encouraging residents to access services remotely. Staff can address inquiries about potential applications via phone at 613-546-4291, extension 3180, or you can email them at planning at cityofkingston.ca. Applicants should call or email the planner assigned to their files as the offices at 1211 John Counter Boulevard are closed until further notice. That's all we have for you today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to Today in YGK here on CFRC 101.9 FM. Hope that you have a lovely rest of your Wednesday and a lovely rest of your week at that. Um, and don't go anywhere because we have Campus Beat coming up next right here. Thank you for listening to Today in YGK, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. <laughs>